Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of solo moms globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel loved, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. Today I'm speaking with Leo Morte, Christian financial expert. Thank you for coming and talking to me today, Leo. Well, thank you for having me on your platform. I appreciate it. Yes, for sure. And I'm going to put you on the spot. The first question I like to ask is, tell me about Leo Marte. Well, uh, a little bit about myself. I have been in the business of financial services, providing advice for the past almost 15 years. I started uh, working at a very large firm called Vanguard, which many people know that name as a household name when it comes to investing and saving. And I developed my career there, helping people how to invest, prepare for retirement. And in the year 2020, right as the pandemic was rolling around, (laughs) I decided to take a leap of faith quite literally, and and go out and start my own firm that was designed to help primarily Christians who I believe were underserved in the market today without many resources or places where they could go find biblically-based financial advice. You know, your audience is near and dear to my heart because I grew up with a single mother. I have a great relationship with my dad and he was always in my life, but you know, I grew up with her and you know i'm very familiar with the plights of single motherhood the challenges that come with that and you know since my very early years i learned many of my money management skills from my mom my mom uh, was an accountant practiced in the field of accounting for 30 years and ever since i was a little kid four five six years old she started teaching me how to save money how to earn money how to be generous with money and as a believer, how to really follow my faith and my principles and how I use that money. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's good that you got the positive end of the financial management because a lot of times us as solo moms don't have that training, that background, that example to follow. 
and we pass the bad habits down to our kids. So yeah, that's very good. Thank you for sharing. All right. So what I know you said you you uh, were in the financial industry and you wanted to serve Christians. Why? Why? Why serving a Christian on how to manage money different mm -hmm. than you know mm -hmm. any normal being, human being? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know that's a good, really good question because if you look at some of the typical financial planning principles, I think we could probably all agree that those principles are universal, right? So live below your means, save your money for an emergency. For a rainy day, save for the future so that you have resources to provide for yourself when you can no longer work. I think those would apply to anyone that listens to this message. What's different about believers is to what end do we save and use those resources? You know, when I talk to Christians, one of their main worries are, yes, I have a good job. Yes, I'm making good money. Yes, I have accumulated, you know, these assets, depending on what, you know, what stage of their life they're in. But how do I honor God with that? And that is a big worry uh, for many people, especially people who have been very successful in, in, in creating and generating wealth, is that their main worry is how do I honor God with what I have? Am I doing the right things to align my way of using this money or this wealth for the benefit of others and for expanding the kingdom? And that is the, that is the, the sliver of difference that can make a fundamental change in a lot of the conversations that I have with clients and people who follow my content. Yeah, I understand that. I could see how I could see that difference and how we would as Christian would want to focus on serving God uh, with our money, not just with our time. Right. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So what are some of the key themes in the Bible surrounding money? Christians believe in the Bible and that the word, it, it is the word of God. So what does the Bible say about money? Well, some of the first mentions of money, we have references in the book of Genesis, you know, for a number of uh, situations where money is part of the conversation, but we don't really get to talk about money deeply until we get to the story of Abraham. And Abraham is the first major character where the idea or the concept of wealth is a big part of the story. So Abraham leaves his home to go start a new country, a new nation, when God calls him out of his nation of origin. And he leaves that nation quite a wealthy man, mm -hmm. lots of resources, lots of animals, cattle, you know, he goes out in this journey and as he goes through his obedience to God generates even more wealth than the wealth that he started with. So that is the first association that we see between wealth and blessing. Mm -hmm. Wealth is an, it's a funny thing. It's not always spoken about in the Bible as a positive thing. Sometimes wealth serves to the detriment of the people who have it whether it is because they acquired it by ill-gotten means or because they let the wealth dictate their actions instead of all the way around. Mm -hmm. So we get to very positive examples of wealth in the Bible, in the Old Testament, to the struggles of people who are enslaved to their wealth in the New Testament and how Jesus kind of turns this concept of wealth and the world and our responsibility as believers. Well, yeah, and, and I know that 
there are a lot more positive stories or examples in the Bible about wealth and how we should be wealthy. I mean, our father mm -hmm. is rich in houses and land. It's not the myth, right? Exactly. But, but yet it seems like we focus on that, the rich man and the camel, right? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Parable. Why is it? Why is it that we, we gravitate that way, having so much as mm -hmm. Christians? Mm -hmm. I, I think that there is a number of reasons for that. You know, in the the, the early church, uh, as the church started expanding, you know, throughout the globe, you know, Christians weren't particularly wealthy at the time. You know, they were being persecuted. They had to run from play, one place to another, meeting secret. So there was a lot of oppression associated mm -hmm. with early Christianity. And, you know, unfortunately, what is not spoken much about is how wealthy Christians funded a lot of the travels from the, the apostles who went to start churches, how they funded the construction of those early churches and how generosity has been part of the story all along. But the truth is that the message of the gospel is really aimed at the people who are broken and destitute. There's a lot about the gospels that is really about reaching people that are not socially attractive, people mm -hmm. who are, do not have any social or economic capital. And because the message of the gospel is so oriented towards that, I think sometimes the, the other aspects of wealth in the Bible are not as highlighted because that takes priority. Right, right. Okay, thank you. All right, now I'm going to touch on something that sometimes is a challenge, I believe, for solo moms. And because money is sometimes a problem, sometimes it's just a lack of knowledge. Other times it's just we don't care really mm -hmm. enough. Let's talk about giving mm -hmm. and giving in the sense that it relates to the church. Can you, and I'm talking about God's church, can you relate giving to wealth, mm -hmm. to building wealth and creating that mindset that in mm -hmm. our minds, I'm bumbling this question because mm -hmm. I, I want to, you probably understand it because we sometimes think that, you know, I don't have enough to give 10%. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want you to just address my whole mm -hmm. breaking up that. <laughs> I think I can help with that. And <laughs> you know, I, I understand where you're coming from here yeah. because, again, as I said in earlier in the interview, I grew up with a single mom with limited resources. You know, but something that my mom always taught me is that, you know, we may not have much, but there's always people that have less than we do. Mm -hmm. And how can we, in strategic ways, help them, even when we don't have the actual money to give, how can we help others that are in a worse condition than we are? So, you know, at the ripe age of six, seven years old, you know, I saw the example of my mom cooking a meal for a neighbor who was in need, or, you know, maybe getting a couple of extra groceries at the market when we went out to do our own groceries for a family that was struggling at church. You know, my mom was big on tithing, of course, and I learned that example from her. And my, and she always told me when I was little, you know, if, if you tithe consistently, you'll never miss it. And if you cannot live on 90% of your money, 100% is probably not going to be enough either. Mm. And and I think it's it, what she taught me is that giving is as much an attitude and, and a principle of the heart than it is about a material calculation. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> unfortunately, 
sometimes we lose sight of that. You know, we, we use the 10% as a guideline, as a starting point, but, you know, we also have to recognize that not everybody is there in their heart spiritually yet to give that 10%. So what I encourage people is just give what's in your heart. God does not need your money. He's mm-hmm. not holding a gun to your head. He's not expecting you to pay up a tax. Yeah. Uh, that is not the relationship that we have with our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And what I encourage people is start where you can start where you feel led and then stretch yourself as your faith grows, as your walk with God grows to get to the point where God wants you to be. Maybe God wants you to give 20% and not 10 mm-hmm. and you're limiting yourself by just saying 10 mm-hmm. and God wants you to give even more. Right. Maybe God is asking you to give more in other areas of your life as well. So that's how I look at giving. I think that we need to perhaps expand the conversation and talk really about the heart and become more flexible around the guidelines so that people can do more of it instead of being paralyzed in fear right. uh, by the challenge. Right. Thank you. So it's more a matter of focusing, you know, it's where your treasure is, where your is your heart will be there. Right. And, and the other place I'm hearing from you is that rather than just thinking about money in the context of money, is that think of it in the context of giving, because you said your mom cooked for your neighbor and I could, you know, another single mom could babysit for another single mom or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's just that giving heart, that heart yeah. of love then. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, and that is really what we're called to do. You know, we're called to be a community of, of people who support each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's remember that in the old Testament, people gave agricultural products, not actual money. Yeah. So the, the, the first instance of the tithe that is mentioned is actually spoils of, and then when the people of Israel, you know, got introduced to this institution of regular tithing and had to do with the product of their land. So I think that I love where you're going with this. I think it it has to do with our general attitude towards life. And guess what? Generous people are highly attractive. Mm -hmm. Generous Mm -hmm. people draw people in. They tend to be in a position to help even more people. And for some mysterious reason, they somehow never have any lack. Yeah. Wow. Thank you very much. I know we're talking about money, but we really are talking about the heart, right? Yes, absolutely. And heart and money are so deeply connected. It's impossible to separate them. Yes, for sure. All right. What is Leo grateful for today? Well, I am grateful for uh, a third child on the way that my wife and I are receiving in the month of October. Uh, You know, I count my blessings every day. I have an amazing wife and and mother to my two children who are with us and now a third one coming in October. And, you know, I, I, when I look at this journey, you know, the journey of becoming an entrepreneur, starting my own business and, and taking on this mission of sharing education and all these things that I'm doing in the, in the space through social media, through podcasting. I, I'm just really thankful that when God called me to do this, I was really concerned about leaving a, uh, a large company with a great job, a place that I really enjoyed working in. Mm-hmm. Uh, go pursue uh, a calling that he had for me. And I, I'm really thankful that I listened and that I yeah. went along and that God has helped me uh, build this business and build this this outreach opportunity to share the gospel with people. So, you know, whether it is with the mom's audience that we're talking to today and, and really just anyone who's looking for a faith-based 
angle to how to manage their money. I'm incredibly uh, blessed to be in a position to help people. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you for sharing. I want to talk about generational wealth because it's not something we focus on partially because we struggle so much financially. <laughs> but if we could if we could focus on that, maybe we could back up and not struggle so much, right? <laughs> so let's talk about why would you think about generational wealth, especially as a Christian? Well, I think what's one of the key principles in the in, that we're taught, you know, from the book of Proverbs, book of wisdom, you know, a, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the mindset of money management in the Bible transcends your today. It mm -hmm. covers your tomorrow and it covers the generations that come after you. And, you know, going back to the history of the patriarchs, we have a great example of generational wealth in the role of Abraham, Isaac, and uh, Jacob, who yes. you know, eventually took over the mantle for, for his family. And what happened is that each patriarch set up the next one to continue building up to a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the challenges that we have uh, as humans uh, in general is that we tend to weigh our current needs heavier than our future needs. So part of getting your money situation figured out is that you're able to Take care of your most basic needs, your shelter, your food, your transportation. Take care of your future needs so that you are protected when you can no longer work. But also start thinking about the legacy that you want to leave behind so that your children and your children's children can not only take care of your values, but also continue building on the work that you did for God. Yeah. And I think that's a big aspect of money management. But... You know, we have, we live in a culture that is very much focused on short-term, near-term gratification and building generational wealth takes a lot of silent, disciplined, and long periods of time where you're working to build that legacy. Yes. Nobody's seeing it. Nobody see it on season on social media. Nobody's going to pat you on the back for doing it, but it's something that has tremendous value. So yeah. I think that it is one of the key things that I try to help people once they've gotten through that basic level of opportunity, once they've taken care of the future, then start thinking about transferring values and money to the next generation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. And how can we get in touch with you and feel free to go ahead and explain your services and what you have to offer? So the, the easiest way to you know, start connecting with my content today is by looking at uh, a program I created called the Christian Financial Plan Quick Start. It's a, it's a free video course that I have available on my website. You can go there by going to abundantadvisors.com forward slash quick start. It's a, it's a program that gives you just that introduction, that faith-based perspective on a number of areas of money to get you started, to get you that basic education. And as I said, there's no charge. So it's my service to people that listen to the content, that follow me. And it's my way of giving that offering to the Lord, you know, for people that really need help out there. Mm -hmm. For people that then desire to get a little bit deeper and actually build a more robust financial plan, I also have a, a masterclass where people can go in and, and look at a la layer deeper on all of these different areas of money, whether it's retirement, budgeting, credit and debt, 
insurance so that they can ultimately be able to feed themselves, you know, this knowledge and be mm -hmm. able to create a financial plan with some light assistance. And then for people who have uh, achieved, you know, peak earnings in their career, so professionals that have, you know, reached a point in their career where they have accumulated a substantial amount of assets or a significant income, I also offer, you know, private wealth management services to help them really develop those plans for generational wealth with their families with their kids at a much deeper and more personal level. And all, all right. that information is on my website, abundantadvisors.com. Okay, and we'll put that link in the show notes. What about your social handle? Can somebody reach out to you? Yeah, my main yeah. network is a LinkedIn. Okay. The, the main audience that I that I work with is, is typically in the LinkedIn network. So you can just find me with Leo Marte. Uh, yeah. It's very easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing. We'll, we'll, you know, put some information in the show notes so people can get in touch with you. All right. So give me one piece of advice for a solo mom. The one piece of advice I would give you all is it's tempting when you're, when, when you are, have this huge burden on your shoulders to push forward your family to perhaps fill some of the gaps with, you know, spending, possessions, things. And the, the, the number one thing that I got out of my childhood and is, is that my mom was very intentional with the way that she helped me form my value system beyond toys, beyond trips, beyond any other thing that she could provide for me, which wasn't that much because we didn't have that much. She really focused on helping build a strong value system that I could carry into adulthood and help me become successful in life. And that is the one piece of advice that I would give you. You're in a phenomenal position uh, to have essentially the most impact that anyone will ever have on your kids. And yeah. it's not an ideal situation. It's tough. It's challenging. You know, you have to wear so many hats in order to you know, make sure that things get done. But ultimately your kids are listening and watching for those values being taught. And that is the main contribution that you can give your kid to have them be successful in life. Beyond the next iPhone and beyond the cool sneakers, it's the value. It's the yes. value that you're transferring onto them from the heart. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, Leo Marte, for coming and speaking to us today. Final parting shot. You know, I just encourage everyone to to think about, you know, the impact that they want to have, you know, with their money. You know, regardless of your situation, you know, we all have varying degrees of abundance and need, but all of us are in a position to do something. Mm -hmm. And and I, I, it, it, I, I challenge you, if you're listening to this message, to think about what is, what is that something to you what actions can you take to honor god with the with the little or the much resources that he's given you and that is my parting message to your audience thank you for having me on your platform sure i appreciate you leah thanks for coming I'm excited to share that Solomon's Talk is now on YouTube. Check out these interviews on our new channel, Solomon's Talk TV. There you will actually see the interaction between myself and my guests. You will also find bite-sized clips of daily inspiration to help you manage the struggles of everyday life. So click Solomon's Talk TV below to watch now. Hello, Solomon's. 
As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.